Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Thursday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. The topic is The Friend of Sinners. Part 1. It is the sick who have need of healing. Jesus has come to cure them. We read in the Gospel for today's Mass that the tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to Jesus to hear his teaching. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. His whole life testifies to the fact that Jesus was without sin. He even challenges his adversaries, Which of you convicts me of sin? In the words of St. John Paul II, A man without sin, Jesus Christ, during his whole life, is engaged in a struggle against sin and against all that gives rise to sin, beginning with Satan, who is the father of lies. Even though fully engaged in this struggle against sin and its deepest causes, Jesus does not distance himself from sinners. On the contrary, he approaches each and every person. During his earthly life, he was to be found habitually in the company of sinners. This is the frequently repeated testimony of the evangelists. It is confirmed by the conduct of the enemies of Christ, who went so far as to label him as one who was the friend of tax collectors and sinners. The life of Christ is a continual reaching out to souls in need. We may recall the case of Zacchaeus. Jesus went over to him and announced, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. In a similar way, he accepted all kinds of social invitations so that he might reach out to his lost sheep. St. Mark recalls the day Jesus called Matthew to follow him. He then went to eat at Matthew's house. There many tax collectors and sinners were sitting with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees expressed their indignation at this sight, Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Jesus appears most appealing to us as he sits in the company of sinners and outcasts. He offers his joy and peace to every individual. The supreme manifestation of Christ's love for mankind is, of course, his sacrifice on Calvary. Yet even in the course of his going up to Jerusalem, Jesus showed an ongoing interest in the affairs of men. He gives life and meaning to that moving pledge. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus intends to serve everyone, not only those who follow his call, but even those who seem completely hardened to the divine word. In today's meditation, we should resolve to increase our confidence in Jesus. 
Our confidence should increase with the dimensions of our difficulties. This is especially true if we should happen to get a real sense of our own limitations. St. Teresa has written, Ah, how hard a thing can I ask of thee, my true God! I ask thee to love one who loves thee not, to open to one who has not called upon thee, to give health to one who prefers to be sick, and who even goes about in search of sickness. Part 2. The Lost Sheep. God's Joy at the Sight of Our Daily Conversions. Jesus was always with people, even after day was done. There were many times when they would not let him rest. His life was totally given over to his brothers and sisters. He loved them with the greatest love that the world has ever seen. He was raised for our justification and ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us. He sent us the Holy Spirit to forestall our becoming orphans. The more we have needed him, the more he has been among us. This divine mercy exceeds anything the human mind can imagine. This superabundant mercy is, in the words of St. Thomas Aquinas, proper to God and is the greatest manifestation of His omnipotence. The Gospel for today's Mass continues with that most beautiful parable of God's solicitude for sinners. What man among you with a hundred sheep losing one, would not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the missing one till he found it. And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders, and then, when he got home, call together his friends and neighbors? Rejoice with me, he would say. I have found my sheep that was lost. St. Gregory the Great has commented, Supreme mercy will not abandon us, even when we abandon him. The Good Shepherd never gives up on a single one of his sheep. The Lord also wants to express heaven's joy at the conversion of a single sinner. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing among the angels of God over one repentant sinner. St. Gregory the Great would here compare the Lord to a commander engaged in battle. The commander values the repentant soldier, who, having once fled from the field of battle, returns to the thick of the fray with renewed determination. This soldier is of more use to his general than his compatriot, who never fled but never displayed any valor either. Similarly, the farmer prizes the land that produces thorns and wheat far higher than any barren ground. God is delighted when we begin again after small defeats, when we struggle to correct defects in our character, when we fight to overcome any sense of discouragement. He values the way we pursue our studies, the effort we put into doing our work well, our striving to begin and end on time, our avoiding making unnecessary phone calls. God sees our generosity in those small habitual mortifications which no one else notices. This daily struggle keeps us close to the Lord. Whenever we begin again, 
Each and every day, our heart is filled with joy, and so is the Master's. Every time we allow Jesus to enter into our life, we please God immeasurably. The Sacred Heart of Jesus, in the words of one writer, overflows with joy whenever a lost soul has been recovered. Everyone has to join in the celebration, all the angels and the saints in heaven, as well as the just on earth, for this wonderful development. Rejoice with me, Jesus invites us. There is also a special joy whenever we bring a friend or relative back to the sacrament of pardon. Here, Jesus awaits his brothers and sisters with open arms. The church sings in an ancient hymn, Lord, you have worn yourself out looking for me. Oh, that your labors will not have been in vain. Part 3. Jesus Christ comes out to look for us. Jesus Christ comes in search of us. He took upon himself all the evil of the world, and yet he seeks us out. He knows better than anyone the foul nature of sin. Nevertheless, in the words of one writer, he is not angry. The just one presents to us the moving image of divine mercy. To the Samaritan woman, the one who had six husbands, he says simply, Give me to drink. Christ knows what the soul can become. It can be a reflection of God himself. What possibilities there are. God wants only good things for the soul. Jesus draws near to the sinner with real respect. His words are always an expression of love for the individual. Let us meditate on the words he spoke to the woman caught in adultery. Go, and do not sin again. Then we have the case of the paralytic, who was brought to the Lord by his friends. Jesus tells him, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. In his dying hour, Jesus assures the good thief, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. These are words of pardon, of joy, of consolation. With what great love Christ awaits us in each confession. If only we could realize how much he wants us to return to him. The good shepherd has such a burning desire to reclaim his lost sheep that he goes out to find it himself. As soon as he finds his lost sheep, he showers it with affection. He carries it home upon his shoulders. Having returned safely to the flock, the lost sheep brings a great peace to the fold, even to the watchdog. The divine attentions lavished upon the repentant sinner are truly overwhelming. God's pardon does not consist only in forgiveness and in the blotting out and forgetting of our sins. This would certainly be a great deal. But along with the remission of our sins, God infuses new life into the soul. He strengthens it and fortifies it. That which was dead is converted into being itself a source of life. Barren ground is made to bear abundant fruit. In today's Gospel reading, the Lord teaches us about the immense value of a single soul. 
He is ready to do anything for the sake of one conversion. How happy he is at the sight of a renewed friendship. We should share the Lord's concern that no one stray from his flock. If anyone has wandered away from the Lord's fold, we must pray that he or she will return as soon as possible. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name and is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.